This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Um, welcome to Bookmarked and Busy. Usually the podcast where I, a fanfic reader, talk to some really cool people in the fanfic community. Um, but today we're doing something a little different. Um, I have my lovely, lovely friend Arzu here. Um, and we are going to talk about the first book in the Ice Planet Barbarian series. I don't know if it has like a, does it have like a name? Like a, you know. That is the series name. <laughs> That's just called. Okay. Ice Planet Barbarians. Barbarians. Yeah. All right, cool. So um, we're going to talk about the first one uh, because I'm a new reader. She's a, a longtime fan. And um, we thought it'd be fun to sort of just sort of discuss this book <laughs> yeah. and, and the whole and the whole series because I'm going to read all of them. But um, I read this and I want to talk about it. And you just seemed like the best person to talk about it with because you read them all. <laughs> The ice planet barbarian brain rot is strong in this house. I mean, look, if someone's gonna like, I'm glad it was you that read it all because I feel like you'll be able to sort of relate to like all the stuff that I'm feeling, and I won't feel weird about it. So. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. So let's for people who don't know who you are, um, go ahead and introduce yourself. I you were on the pod before, but there's yes. probably some new listeners. So, yeah. so for new listeners, I'm Arzu. Uh, I write for the geeky waffle i'm i'm the editor of this show i write on ao3 under a spark of hope underscores between everything um and yeah so i am a very avid romance reader i'm a very avid fanfic reader writer and i'm a big ice planet barbarians fan (laughs) (laughs) i um said that i'm in my romance era at the beginning of this year because i finally stepped out of YA. Um, I love YA, don't get me wrong, but I feel like um, it's just not, it's not for me right now or potentially anymore. And um, so I started reading like Dark Academia, which is like chef kiss. I love that genre of book, but uh, Dark Academia is so heavy. So it's like, I need like, I need something that's like not death and and school. So (laughs) (laughs) so I picked up romance. having read Talia Hibbert's amazing novels before um, I was like I need more of that soft fluffy romance so then I started reading it and then I collected some I'm trying to look at my bookshelf I have so many but I don't know exactly how I signed a barbarians popped on my radar like from the beginning I can't say it was TikTok because I don't think I was on TikTok at the time but um, it, it popped up and I was like I I have to read that because I read fan fiction and I've read monster <laughs> fucking. So it's like, I feel like <laughs> I should read this book. <laughs> so yes. um, what's your history with the book first? We'll, we'll talk about so, yours since you've read all of them. <laughs> I have read all of them. I haven't read her, her spinoff series, the ice home series, but ice planet barbarians. I've read all of. So it was last summer, the beginning of last summer. Um, Somebody had posted the Kindle Unlimited cover of the book, which if you've seen the new covers, they're all very pretty, very they're like so hand illustrated <laughs> on Kindle Unlimited before, like, you know, the kind of stock image Photoshop type mm. cover. And it's this woman head thrown back in ecstasy with a giant blue man, you know, <laughs> just going to town. And they were like, oh, my God. And then like Chiss Twitter got their hands on it. And they're like, is this Thrawn? It was like a whole thing. I'm like, well, I don't think it's Thrawn, but. Oh, I'm looking. Okay. And then that's the first place I saw it. 
I'm like, well, that looks funny. And then uh, Maggie, a friend of ours, um, sent me the link as well separately and was like, oh, my God. So I'm like, well, I can do a, like a one month trial of Kindle Unlimited and mm-hmm. read this and see how it goes. So the first one I was like, this is OK, I guess. I'm curious enough to read the next one. And within a month had read all 22 novels and eight novellas. My God. <laughs> and then started reading Ruby Dixon's other work. Wow. On Kindle Unlimited. So no regrets. Um, I was so inspired by this. I made a top 10 list for the Geeky Waffle, which I will drop down below. Yeah. But yeah, like by halfway through the series, I was reading stuff and like crying at it. I don't usually cry when I read and I'm sobbing my heart out for these himbo aliens uh. and their human partners. <laughs> I was really far gone by that point. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. I've only read the first one and I'm just like, dude, what? Like, <laughs> It shouldn't um, work, but it really it does. It really does. It really does. And I, I mean, we'll get into it when we talk about the book and our, and our feelings on it. But um, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting to like it either, honestly, because I, I was just like, it like it can't be. Like it just can't. Like you <laughs> you, th- you see the cover. I, I saw the new covers and I was drawn by the new covers because I'm like, oh my god, they're so pretty. And then being um <clears throat> a, Re- a Raylo, the first cover, I was like, if I squint hard enough, this is like <laughs> this is like Ray and and like a tall, a very tall Kylo. It's blue. I mean, <laughs> so Ruby Dixon's the like a filthy, filthy Raylo, just like we are. Um, yeah, we saw it on her Instagram. She has the you know the romance novel cover of the Last Jedi poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she has got that. I think in mug form. She has a series. I'm sorry to go on this tangent, but no, go for it. She has this other series I love called the Aspects and Anchors series. It's like her high fantasy alternate universe like girls from this world go into this like alternate universe but the first book is what it is the second book is this nerdy girl who ends up like as the anchor so like sort of the mortal connection to this realm for the god of death who like Mm. stop me if you've heard this before is six foot something dark hair full lips (laughs) slightly larger nose like moles on his face like he looks very okay. familiar and then you look at the author's note and yeah he was intended it's not a Raylo fic but he was very much intended to look like to look like adam driver so that's amazing she is one of us yay <laughs> <laughs> i love that for all the Raylos. um but yeah so i i i obviously i, I picked it up um because i was like i think it's time like i I had been exploring the monster fucker genre on AO3 within the Raylo community. And I was like, let me just, let me just see <laughs> what this is about. And it, it was a slow start. I definitely mm-hmm. like read a couple chapters, put it down and I didn't pick it up for a while. And then when I picked it back up, I finished the rest of it in one sitting. Cause I was like, it is absolutely thrilling. <laughs> Once you get past sort of like the first, um, little subsection of like you know they've been kidnapped and all this like once they get on not hoth which like is hilarious that they call it not hoth um (laughs) 
I think I have a tab color for Star Wars mentions, and I think it's twice that they mentioned Star Wars, but that she mentioned Star Wars. But yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Um, and and once it's just Georgie and Vectal and they're doing their thing, it, it's I don't know, Ruby. I don't know what you did, <laughs> but she was magic. She really did. Um, and the best way that I have described this to other people, I was like, imagine if you will, <laughs> there's a very tall man literally ribbed for your pleasure. <laughs> He's a himbo <laughs> and he just wants to make you happy. That's all. That's like how I've, how I've been pitching it to people. And um, I hope that I got a few people in, in, uh, into wanting to read it. Cause like I need more people to read it, but um, yeah, I, we'll talk more about it. I love this book. If it's not yes. already, already obvious, yes, <laughs> I love this I'm book. so happy as, as a fanfic reader who is enjoying the world of like published fan fiction. I know this isn't a published fan fiction, but, and I hate to sometimes say like, Oh, it reads like fan fiction, but really, if you really don't want to read this, it reads like a really good fan fiction. And like one that's got the sex kept in, which yeah. I've had this, this discussion before or um, on an episode I recorded recently, where I was like, I love published fan fiction, but I hate that they take out majority of the smut. Um, <laughs> which like <laughs> depends on who's publishing the book and maybe they don't want to market it but i'm like if icelander barbarians can exist <laughs> yeah. in barnes and noble with this much sex your your fit could do it too like i don't know it's um, in barnes and noble like right next to the other is. romance authors like it's not it, yeah. tucked away it's no. not in the erotica <laughs> section it's in the romance section yeah Exactly. Like, and, and I, we mentioned this off of recording, but I'm reading through um, the erotica section of Barnes and Noble. Um, like, Neon God sort of sparked that uh, that interest, as did A Touch of Darkness, which I don't think A Touch of Darkness is an erotica. I think it's an actual romance, I think. But um, there's so many books in that section <laughs> where I'm just like, the smut's pretty hardcore <laughs> and so like <laughs> i just wish that published fanfiction was able to do it anyway um so we wanted to also talk about basically the background of the book itself and how ruby came to write this and i think you have more knowledge about that than i do i just remember reading or hearing about the fact that she wrote a lot of like bad boy romances um my best friend and i call them um what is she saying? Bad boy trademark stories where it's just capital B, capital B. And then like, <laughs> um, and she had grown tired of writing bad boys and like, and bad situations and then wanted to write like soft himbo stories. And then that's how this book came about. Um, I can't remember the source of that where I found that, but um, I do remember reading that, but um What's what kind of info do you have more on like the series and how she wrote it? I think I read the same that it okay that it was you know she was tied up because I think her first two books I could be misremembering this but her first two books are called Bad Guy and Worst Guy, so <laughs> that should kind of put put some perspective on where where she was with that. And then this came out I guess in two thousand fifteen. This one like originally. I think so. And she wanted to yeah like like you said to write a softer type of hero which then sort of spawned into a series where all of them are soft like this like not all of them are outwardly soft like Bechtel yeah. is, but but you know at their at their core 
they are all very like they're not bad or worse guys they're all right. pretty good guys <laughs> um sh- i had this article that i pulled up from is it cnn yeah cnn um where they were saying that she oh my gosh where where did i had it saved and i don't even remember where it was um yeah i don't know i lost track of it in the article but um yeah it for someone who wanted to write just like soft and again this is coming from someone who's only read the first one so i don't really know what happens after this with the other the other characters but in iceland of our bands itself um she she really succeeded in writing these like (laughs) this very gentle man alien (laughs) um (laughs) and despite the fact that there are some things that go on in it that aren't savory like there's trigger warning like sexual sexual assault and um you know death (laughs) but uh like despite those things it never really um completely took over the overarching story of like these are just people that want to like fall in love be in love and continue their species so to speak speaking of this is like a breeding kink series <laughs> series. Kink series so if that's not your cup of tea uh i wouldn't recommend it because i did have a friend who read it and she was like i don't like reading cake i was like then you're probably not gonna want to read any of the other ones <laughs> um so if that's not your if that's not something you're into i wouldn't recommend picking it up because once it gets into it it gets into it it's a it's a lot of like <laughs> yeah and like you you see where they're coming from like they are from yeah. a species there are very few of them yes they, they need more they need more yeah so yes. um but i I hope that the success of, you know, oh yeah, no, sorry. I remember what it was. She self-published these at first. So I think Mm -hmm. they were all self-published. That's how she was able to get away with what she wrote and like in terms of all the smut and the content. But now they are, are these traditionally published now? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah. So they're traditionally published now and the content I'm assuming has remained the same because I didn't read them when they were self-published. Mostly. Okay. So also a quick note, I checked and part of the thing that motivated her to write this is the, the fact that she likes sci-fi, but there's like no romance or like there's no like substantial romance in the sci-fi she was reading. Mm, mm -hmm. So that was part of what motivated her. Which is true because I don't really like sci-fi for that that reason. reason. Um, sci-fi for me is really hard to get into even in like watching form if it's like i don't know how i made it through star wars honestly but it's like if it's super like a political sci-fi i can't get into it because it's like too much of the mechanics i kind of like uh goofy sci-fi and maybe that's why i like star wars but um i was gonna say it doesn't really feel like like traditional sci-fi yeah um but yes the 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 romance in sci-fi that i've read is always like a secondary situation where it's like it is a sci-fi novel but the two characters fall in love and they're like but they're still doing their thing this is just literally (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just romance with a sci-fi blanket put on it but i really like it um it it's i don't know like i said i don't know how it works it just works um (laughs) but to go back to your earlier thing all the smut is in there she's writing bonus epilogues for these that have more smut in them so there's more smut than when they were self-published 
right and i think this one has an epilogue right it does it has the like the normal epilogue it has the honeymoon which was a self-published novella separately just stuck in here and then she also did a bonus epilogue that i believe also has some smut in it oh my goodness what a gift yeah okay yeah the only thing that changed between the self-published and this is the sexual assault at the beginning uh was explicit in the self-published version oh okay and whereas this is just like georgie watching it happen like she's a lot more descriptive in the self-published okay okay so it was honestly a good thing that she took out because like i understand yeah you know that's a thing that happens but given the vibe of the rest of the book it was very jarring okay so well that's good to know i mean i i was i was i wasn't disturbed by because i read non-con and stuff like that in fan fiction but um yeah seeing that happen in like the published book i was like oh wow <laughs> but like yeah, the but fact like, that it wasn't as bad as the self-published i was like whoa okay <laughs> yeah it was like quite quite explicit in the self-published and like if that's the kind of story you're telling fine but you know when, when they you go from that to a planet inhabited inhabited with like seven foot tall consent kings it's very jarring yeah like to jump so i'm like okay i i understand why it came out because that's not this book yeah and and i don't mind the spoiler but does that character have her own book no because she dies in this book oh that's right oh that's right i wanted her to be okay i wanted like i wanted yeah there is spoilers for way down the line there's another character who we haven't met yet who has a similar experience uh-huh. off page and then like her book is more about like the healing okay okay that's i think that's where i, I assumed that that was that character because i did read that there was a, like a sexual assault um like recovery in quotes book down the line and i was like oh is it was it that character but i totally forgot yeah this character does die um quite a quite a few of them die right um it's been a minute since i read that read this so i'm trying to remember like i remember girls die three and then were some of okay we're just gonna go to the part where we talk about the book now (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah three girls die and then there's that like that separate no the survivors of that separate room of the women in the tanks they were okay though right yeah they're all okay they're all okay okay cool unless like, i'm like I, misremembering and somebody died yeah, in the too. pod but i, I don't like, think so i think they're I all okay so. okay i was like i remember people dying but i couldn't remember if it was like some of the pod ladies or um some of the people that were like not in the pods but uh okay so we'll kind of run through the plot really quick um and sort of discuss you know I took notes in my book. Um, well, I highlighted in my book. So um, I'll try to, like, remember some of the things that I <laughs> highlighted <laughs> as I go. But um, we'll sort of run through the plot and, I guess, talk about it as, we, as, we're, as we're doing that. But essentially, <clears throat> so when we start the book, it's Georgie who is, like, in, like, a cargo of a spaceship <laughs> with, like, seven other people, seven other girls specifically. Um, and we find out that they've all just been kidnapped from Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which, when you think about it, you're like, oh, okay. But it, it, it gets worse because they're just like, <laughs> um, you find out that they're basically being human trafficked, <laughs> but by, like, aliens. Um, yeah. 
by which, the, by not by these aliens not by, by like, yeah basketball yeah. head aliens like, like big orange heads yeah um and i can't remember how you say their their names but it's like s-z-z-t put a pronunciation guide in the back let me see oh, okay. <laughs> um yeah scissors guards um and uh yeah and then obviously the the um there were there were people that were on there before georgie so they're kind of basically trying to help her and be like don't don't scream don't you know yeah don't do anything to provoke these aliens because bad things will happen and we find out obviously what the bad thing one of them potentially there's probably more but one of them at the very least is the sexual assault yes. um who uh that happened to dominique if i remember yeah, her name dominique. um and, and then you know over the course of that time we find that georgie's sort of just become a weird not weird but she's basically been like the leader she she somehow became the leader of the group of ladies and she's like we need to figure out how to get out of here um I liked the part on the ship to to like a certain extent because I thought it was a really good setup for mm-hmm. who seemingly our main group of ladies would be. Um, and I can't remember who out of those lists. I think I have the names pulled up. Josie, Kara, Chrissy, Liz, Megan, Peg, Tiffany, and then Dominique, and then Georgie. And I can't remember who out of that group were the three other than Dominique that died. <laughs> Christy and the one that starts with a P. Peg. Okay. Christian Peg. Don't make it. Okay. Because is it Peg that runs off into... It's Dominique. Oh! Christian okay. Peg like die on impact and then Dominique, Dominique is just runs. is not handling it well and just yeah. takes off into the snow. Which that part made me so sad. Oh my god. <laughs> I so was sad. Like, <laughs> I was really... I didn't think I realized how much I was holding out hope. Yeah. For, for Dominique of all people. Well, because, yeah, because Georgie's gone doing, you know, trying to find help and she managed to make it for that long, you know, like with with the girls and then just, (laughs) I don't know. She just was like, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. And it happened really, really brief, like really quickly, too, because they're just like, oh, cool. And then she's just like, nah, and then she just leaves and you're like, oh, no. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But, but, uh. I, I would have liked to see her have some sort of happy ending, but it's it's okay. They I guess they they all I guess there needed to be some conflict. I'm not sure. Um, but I feel like to to kind of I guess put the stakes into perspective, right? Because if they had all made it fine, and then all right. partnered up, I mean we would have bought it, but kind of removed some of the stakes. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I. Some of the parts that I highlighted in that, like that bit of their time on the ship, were obviously um, when she. What did I put this one? I color coded these, and I put this made me laugh. Am I silly? I did. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, the part where she uh, spits on the alien, and then like, <laughs> just like, why did that make me laugh? It's been a minute since I read this. Uh, where she spits on him, and it says that he when he turns around his little fish eyes get round and then he glares and i was like i don't know why that made me laugh but it did apparently 
Um, <laughs> and then it's a great visual. It, it kind of is, yeah. When you think about how they look and just like, yeah. Um, she she's really good at um descriptors or is that the word I'm looking for? Like the way that she writes things, like. I highlighted, um, they tried to make a strategic retreat into my foot and failed. Like, those sort of, like... Yeah. <laughs> those, like, we... <laughs> what is, I'm not good at writing, so I don't really know how to describe what that means. But, like, her writing style, I guess, is... It's not quite a metaphor. That's right. It's not... A, but I know what you mean. Like, that kind of literary language doesn't quite cover it either. Yeah. But... I, and, and she's really funny in parts where... I don't know if it was, I mean, it had to be intentional, right? Where she like, where I was like, I highlighted the part where it says she mock punches at the air pretending to box. And then she says, you want me to hum me some eye of the tiger to get you pumped up? Like, it's really inappropriate that that's in there given the situation, but it's there <laughs> and it's funny. <laughs> um. She's got really, she's got really, really good, um, really good sense of timing. Like, cause like you said, like, yeah. you think it would be inappropriate, but these things never come at like the wrong time. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate that about Ruby Dixon. Um, and then of course, um the cargo that they're in detaches from the ship and they essentially sort of crash. They crash land on a planet that they later dub as Not Hoth, which is the first of two blatant Star Wars references. There's probably more that maybe I didn't catch, but that was one where I was like, oh, well, yeah, like it, it's Star yeah. Wars, which I love. And thanks Ruby for that, because it kind of helps it helps visualize where they were. So once they said not Hoth, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like I can I can clearly see exactly where they are. And just how er, much snow there is. And just how much freaking snow there is, yeah. <laughs> you say snowy planet, and you're like, oh, cool, like the East Coast in wintertime, and it's like, right. no, no. No, it's Hoth. it's Hoth, like blanket, you can't see through it, which was, yeah, like I said, a great visual. Um, we lose Chrissy and Peg uh, upon impact, and uh, Georgie essentially decides that she's going to go look for help. Um, now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is where it got interesting for me, because I was like, I, as much as I loved them being on the ship, once that, once Georgie left, I was able to sort of get into it a little bit more and i think it helps that not only did it start with her exploring the planet like we got to see more of like the creatures that lived there before we met vectal but like it it definitely added more to like the again star wars feel of it all because that's basically mm -hmm. kind of what i envisioned a lot of the monsters um described to look like were like star wars creatures which really helped <laughs> yeah same. the the big thing with the with the Kui in it. That's, yeah. I can't pronounce the name of it. Me neither. But the, there's like a big <laughs> creature that they kill to get the parasite that keeps you alive on this planet. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely had like a like a white fuzzy bantha in my head. I'm like, that's what it is. It's a bantha. It's a bantha. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see. I Is it in that part... Where, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So then she meets Ish Vactal. They we get introduced to him and meets it's, him. Meets him, and it's funny because she's, I, I believe she's like upside down. Like she got into a trap, right? She's like upside down, um, and 
he's like face <laughs> eye level with her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny because I laughed at the part where he was like this stupid like uh, tuft of hair. Like it doesn't make sense. Why is this here? And I'm like, it's it's so funny the way that they view the anatomy of a woman because they're just like, what is this? (laughs) I can't remember if it's in this book. It must be. But their constant reference to the clit as a third nipple. Yes, it's in this one. It's in this book. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and this just spreads throughout the tribe. So every guy picks up on this language. And it's just <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. But yeah. They're so earnest about it. They just don't, they're just, they're just little uh, golden retriever aliens, is how I describe them. They're just so, just like, hey. <laughs> but also, like, I'm kind of dumb. And that's where the himbo comes in. <laughs> just the fact that generally speaking they live to eat a lady out i'm like okay i see you ruby dixon i see what's happening here exactly and once once that's introduced it's it just it's a steady decline it's always just like i just want to make my partner feel good um and then uh obviously georgie wakes up and she's like what's going on i'm basically getting eaten out by (laughs) while i'm upside down (laughs) this guy alien thing uh and then we find out what resonate resonate means in terms of like soulmates essentially it it's also a soulmate au i guess <laughs> you yeah. really think about it with giant blue aliens i'm not mad about it no me neither um so let's see uh no we're not there yet Um, and like that works pretty well for georgie and vecto like right away she's like cool i'm in and he's like yeah i'm in too but you know down the line later in the series obviously if your soul is like your soulmates that your mind's like i can't stand this person Mm. that's where the drama comes in oh so that oh that sounds fun yeah that sounds like a is that like an enemies to lovers? There's a, there's a couple. <laughs> there's there's one like way down the line that I really really hope they publish. Ooh. That's an enemies to lovers. I hope they don't decide to stop. I don't want to like I don't want to collect all these pretty covers and they're like never mind and then they just stop like <laughs> halfway through. That's what I'm through. afraid of. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid Man. of. But yeah, I, I hope they don't. Like as long as people buy them, Ber- Berkeley will keep publishing them. So I hope so. I mean, I'll. I'll buy or sorry to go off tangent. Are the 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 other ones strictly on Kindle? So like, if they were to stop publishing these ones, are they the only ones only exist on the web? You can they're print on demand at Amazon. So oh okay, but they don't have these covers. Obviously, they have like the yeah the old covers. Yeah, with Which the stock I mean, image, but <laughs> I don't want those. <laughs> um, like I like the illustrated ones. Anyway, um... <laughs> but it's not like impossible to read. Those. Yeah. So then, obviously, Vectal takes Georgie back to, well, not back to home. They're, like, he finds safety, essentially. So they're in, like, this cave. And uh, I love the uh, attempt at communication in the beginning because Mm -hmm. they're trying so hard. (laughs) It's just, it's not working. But I think Ruby does a really good job at, like, explaining to us, the reader, like they are trying and they're trying way like they're they're trying to find out ways to kind of convey what each other is trying to say even if it's wrong but like it's not it's not like Vectel's like not trying he's trying really hard because he's like I this is this is my woman so like I need to know what's going on 
Um, I love the way she writes, like when, because she jumps back and forth between their points of yeah. view. And when she writes it from Vecchio's point of view and Georgie's talking to him before they go to the spaceship that like gives you language powers. Um, yeah. When, when Georgie's talking, like the way she writes English. Yeah. The way Vectal hears it. Uh-huh. It's like one of those, it's just a little thing, like a little detail that I love. Cause I was like saying it out loud to like, try to yeah. figure what Georgie was telling him. <laughs> Cause like she writes it in like a, it's like a, br- not broken English, but like, we know what she's saying because she said it. And so like, we can sort of see the real words sprinkled in to like, it sounds like a slurring, like you're reading someone that's slurring the English language and it's just yeah. not like, it's not quite there and you're just like oh man he's so close to understanding what she's saying (laughs) but he obviously doesn't know what it means and um just assumes that like it's sex you you want (laughs) you want to have sex it's like okay (laughs) (laughs) which like takes me to like the first um not yeah well their first sex scene's pretty nice it's like I I don't know, man. I enjoyed it. <laughs> They're all pretty nice. I They're all, yeah, yeah. Um, no complaints. No complaints there for that one. But um, I like that she discovers like all the ridges. I love that part too. Where she's like, I was not expecting the bumps to be there. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> there. The spur is what kills me. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Because like they have rapid vibrators for dicks. They do. Because they, they do. got a little love, oh my God, they do. They got a little love right above it that hits just right. It is a rabbit. I did not even put that together. <laughs> Good for that, you, That's Ruby. part of my pitch when I try to get people to read this. I'm like, it's a seven-foot-tall consent king with a rabbit vibrator dick. That is amazing. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that just makes everything so much better now. Um <laughs> uh i also loved that uh when he's trying to feed her and she's like i can't i literally cannot eat this it smells like ass like what is this that you're eating but and then he's when- like why would you ruin food by yeah. cooking it and she's like yeah. i will throw up yeah and then when he tries to figure out that she needs it to be cooked he's like you're just gonna like burn this <laughs> like why i think he consistently keeps calling it that too he's like i'll burn the food for her later yeah <laughs> But in the meantime, uh, it's so good. Um, what a sweet, what a sweet man. <laughs> it's just it really cute, is. It's just the cutest. Um, let's see. Uh, and then yeah, there's like so that was only like in in part two alone when he meets when they meet each other. It's just a lot of like miscommunication, trying to figure out what each other's saying, trying to find out needs, and then like sex, which like no complaints no complaints um (laughs) and then in part three they she falls in that like this was like the second blatant star wars reference like the wookies when she falls down in that like cave thing and almost gets attacked by essentially wookies i didn't even Um, think of them like wookies you're right (laughs) well yeah well she says it yeah they remind they remind me yeah she says um what did she say? Their eyes are a dozen pairs of eyes stare at me out of weird fish-like faces. They're kind of human, kind of not. They're bipedal and have two arms and legs and are tall, taller than me. Their eyes are enormous. 
In their pointed faces, their mouths swollen round, they look almost cartoony except for the matted pale hair that covers almost every inch of their bodies. They smell like wet, dirty dog. Um, and then they said they they remind me a bit of Wookiees from a Star Wars movie. <laughs> okay, clearly, <laughs> but, I missed that part. Yeah, like the Wookiee part. But almost yeah. Wookiees, but what's the what's the white the white the tall white abominable snowman looking one? Also, sounds like that one. It like a Wookiee. No, no, the one that's in the cave. Is it in the? Oh, one? yeah. Oh my god, not what a rancor. The... No, that's not no. Right. I can see it in my head, but yeah. I cannot know that. I do not remember the name. <laughs> it sounds like that one too. Bomba. Thank you. Jeez, it sounds like that too. It's like a blend of, but yeah, she says they look like Loki's. So it's like, okay, another good like way to kind of visualize these, but obviously they're like um, bad. Like they try to kill her. And he's like, no, yeah. <laughs> do not touch my wife, essentially. <laughs> I mean, he's decided they're married. Yeah, he's it's got true. No idea, but he's like, it's well, <laughs> we're together forever now. Yeah. <laughs> I love it though. It's so cute. <laughs> he's such a wife guy they all are but he's such a wife guy a wife guy oh my god he's gonna be a girl dad <laughs> he's a girl dad actually he's a wife guy and a girl he's dad, a wife and guy and a girl it. dad um <laughs> uh and then we kind of feel uh find out that Jordy is basically starting to fall in love with him she's like he's not that bad now that I get to like actually kind of look at it. <laughs> like, and then you, one could say, potentially, uh, it could be a result of like, I don't want to say Stockholm syndrome because it's not being kept there. But like, you know, like when you're kind of stuck with someone for so long and you're just like kind of giving up hope, you're like, oh, okay, well, like, but obviously it's, he keeps saving her and he keeps doing all these things that she's sort of warming up to him. But Listen, like... <laughs> the, the Beauty and the Beast to Raylo pipeline. Yeah, exactly. Is... <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> exactly. It's very much so like, but like, yeah, she's not being held captive. She could leave whenever she wants. I just don't think she wants to because it's like, where, where is she going to go? She's probably not going to survive. Um, at this point, it's sort of like a together for convenience. But like, maybe I sort of think you're hot. I don't know. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> It's not convenience for him. He's like, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> but for her, it's like, you're right. It's like, where would I go? But also <laughs> ribbed for her pleasure. Yeah. Ribbed, ribbed. And then they have a one-sided conversation about like uh, birth control and like getting pregnant. Because she's just like, I can't, right? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not the same. Joke's on her. But... <laughs> 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 uh, one thing i will say for all the other girls at least they kind of knew that this was the end game yeah because georgie explained Cause it georgie to them. was like yeah hey guys by the way <laughs> she makes the she makes the the captain america like so you got detention video but like for the girls <laughs> <laughs> the girl. So your no. soulmate is your seven soulmates. foot tall alien. <laughs> yeah. She gets to make the little video about it. That's that's 
this is a funny visual. Gonna um, sit, like she's gonna turn one of the little like stools in the spaceship backwards and shit on it. So she's technically the blueprint, man. She went through all of it so that she could just explain to everyone else, like, hey guys, here's what's gonna happen. Um and I love that she does do that in the end. She's like, can you leave so that I can just explain to these women what's about to happen? Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's about to get fucking crazy for them, which is what I loved. I actually kind of really loved that Ruby wrote that in um, at the end, sort of skipping ahead when they go, when all of, uh, is it, what's their species called? Is it like the Sakui? Yeah. When my my all... Middle Eastern ass wants to like put a hard on the K, oh. I don't think that's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like all of them go and rescue the remaining women, and then majority of them, I think, resonate like almost immediately. And um, Georgie has to be like, uh, "Y'all, can you just step away? You're coming on too strong. Uh, let me explain to them so that they have a choice." air quotes a choice because technically they sort of don't at this point but you know because where are they gonna go where are they gonna go exactly so um yeah no i I really enjoyed that that georgie was the one to sort of like be like hey guys when you leave this ship (laughs) and you go back to this place here's what here's what could potentially happen um and i liked that basically a lot of them were just like like okay like what are we gonna do <laughs> like, um <laughs> uh yeah so in uh, the there's i just realized there's so many parts in this book part four which is like not even halfway through the book i'm looking at it um one of the things that i liked um that i highlight was when the is this when they find them uh yeah so they do find the girls i think yeah they just uh, see the girls once she kind of gives them a rough idea of what's going on and then she goes with vectal to get the guy the other ones right okay they, um, can't, they can't bring five women back through the got it. like that um so yeah, when when we get Vectel's point of view and he's sort of listening to all of them talk, and yeah, you get that like slur- slurred English translation. Um, and <laughs> I forgot who says it, but one of them says, "I bet he's got a monster dick," but like it's <laughs> it's like <laughs> in that speak the way that Vectel can understand, <laughs> and it, it's just so funny. It's so funny. I. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Um, but they do go and find the little um, translation thing on the ship, which that part was so cool. Like when they boot up the ship and, um, you know, it starts talking and then <laughs> they sort of figure out what's going on and they get their little translation earworm thing. <laughs> I don't really know what they call it. There are things in this book where I'm like, well, that's a tad convenient. Like, yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm not here. Like, we we know how hard it is to learn a language. And I don't think we're all here for, like, years of right English lessons or Sakui language lessons. So I can appreciate it. But I'm like, well, that's a little. But that's okay. It doesn't bother me. It's yeah, it reminded fun. me of, like. Um... And she does do interesting things with it later. Ooh, okay. So it's not always like quite so straightforward. Huh, okay. It reminds me of like um not so 
in this book, the way that she's able to learn, I think is like the ship does something to for her. Like the ship is like, Hey, do you want to do this? And she's like, Yeah, okay. And then just sort of like beams language. <laughs> I, into language. Her brain. Yeah. Into her brain. Um but it reminded me of uh the Hitchhiker's Guide where they had to literally put the the I think it's called like a babble fish, I think. Yeah, the babble fish. In their ear. And I was like, that would have been more fun because like the planet would have been set up for that sort of species to be like, you gotta put this thing like in your <laughs> But <laughs> I do understand that the par where the, the parasite comes in is they have to put the parasite in their body for uh to be to basically survive on the planet so like having two parasites in the body one to learn language and one to survive didn't quite make sense but i would have liked to have that happen versus like the ship because yeah like you said it's a little it's a little convenient <laughs> like like i said like she does work this yeah. ship kind of into the lore of okay. the story down the line and like it's not always quite so straightforward but as a setup, I think it's okay. It would have also been interesting if the the Kui, the like parasite that they get, was also set up for language, like because that's yeah. an aspect of survival too is communication with your people. That is true, like a double double thing. But yeah, for for people who are listening, the essentially she finds out the way that she can survive and not die is if she basically gets this parasite that they have to go out and find and cut out of something into her body. <laughs> um, which like doesn't sound too fun when you really think about it, but it's either, it's literally either that or they all die. Um, yeah. Like it's not like a, it'll just be harder. It's like you will not survive without this yeah. parasite. Yeah. And which... you also can't remove the parasite. So it's right. not like you can get it now and then go home in six months. Like you can't take the parasite out. Which is the conflict that she has because she's like, I want to go home, <laughs> but she knows that she can't. And then that's kind of what spurs the conversation that she has to have with the other ladies. Cause it's like, if you do this, you're stuck here. Like you either like you want it or you got to die. Like, and, and so like, if I were in that same position, I'd be like, okay, yeah. I mean, I, you kind of presenting me with only one alternative here. <laughs> it's like, they're I don't not... know how I didn't have a straight up panic attack reading this the first time. Like the idea of being stranded that far from home and not being able to come back. Well, like, yeah. I don't and know how like, I didn't spiral into panic. Yeah. And with it's the only my... other option being like you die. Um, yeah. Because I think they're not even sure they're, they'll be able to get home because I think they, they, so they know that they're going to come back. They might, there's a high chance the aliens will come back for them because they were dropped cargo but they don't know that they're even going to get to go home because like i said in the beginning it's like alien human trafficking like they're not <laughs> they're not going home they're going somewhere else so it's like the way the alternatives or it's like either wait to be picked up and go somewhere potentially worse or stay on this planet and get this parasite where you kind of have to stay here but there could be a small chance you could go home, but if you ever find that out, you can't. So it's like <laughs> it's really a no-win scenario. It's a no-win people scenario. who want to go home. For, yeah, exactly. Um, but obviously Georgie's like, Well, I guess I'm just gonna get this parasite then. And um she does end up getting it. Uh which kind of cements the fact that but I think if I remember correctly, she is content with it. She's like, she's okay with being with Vectal at that point when she gets the parasite. So for her, yeah, she's, it she's was no longer, yeah, for her, it was no longer like, I'm 
I want to go home. It's like, I'm, this is home now. <laughs> um, which like, good for her. I love that. Uh, <laughs> we love a decisive heroine. We love it. And, and I love that it was ultimately like her decision. Cause like, I think up until that point, uh, she was still communicating with Vectal about the fact that she wasn't sure yet. And he was so sad, <laughs> so sad about it. <laughs> poor, poor man. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh yeah and so then we get to go and and meet the rest of the uh, tribe um where Vactil gets to answer all the questions <laughs> for them including the third nipple <laughs> i love the tribe i love i don't know i love their vibe i love that they do have a very like a bro-y kind of dynamic yeah. but it never veers into toxic yeah it's just kind of like we're just buddies you know <laughs> when he's like when they're having the discussion about the the third nipple and she's like <laughs> what is it she has fur in an in one other spot on her body on her sex and the third nipple and then <laughs> and then is it rahat rahash is yeah he's Rah- like Rah- another nipple another nipple for young where between her legs she has a she and then he goes she is deformed and yet she will not accept the mating she should be lucky to have they're so dumb (laughs) i love it so much (laughs) my god uh it's so good yeah okay (laughs) like (laughs) i don't i don't even know where to start like the fact that later in the books finding the third nipple becomes like a challenge it's a point of pride Ah, it's like i've heard about this where is it why is she making that noise i cannot wait i cannot wait to read this it's like they've all heard about this like new toy and they want to find it oh my gosh i i love it i love it so much um I do like that. Yeah, he he basically he basically does for them what Georgie has to does do for the the women. Where he's like, "All right, guys, we're gonna round up. <laughs> we're gonna go find these these ladies, and there's a chance that all of you might find essentially your soulmate, or some or all of you might find your soulmates." And they get so happy about it. They're like so pumped. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> and and I love that. I love that they're so excited about the fact that like they get to fall in love i suppose um but They're like it's almost earnestly sweet how lonely they are yes <laughs> like because there are very few women in the tribe there's oh i didn't Asha even know there were ma- there's a couple there's okay Asha who's married okay um wasn't one of them um v- Vactyl's, like partner out of convenience yeah uh malak was his uh, okay. ex-girlfriend okay they just kind of like then she found her soulmate among the men and then that was that and then that's very twilight of her to write that (laughs) (laughs) that's like the the leah um not leah is it leah yeah uh the werewolf thing where she's like we were dating and then he fucking found his soulmate and left me (laughs) i will say unlike leah uh, not Asha. Malak's not bitter about it. Asha okay. has her whole her own Good. damage. <laughs> well, well, Vectal isn't bitter. But... Vectal would have been the Leah in this situation, but he doesn't seem to be bothered by it, so right, that's yes. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell it's been a while since I read Twilight? Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, um, he's fine. And then there's a couple of older women, like a couple of the guys' moms are around. And then there's um, Farley, who's a teenager. So off the table. Um. Oh yeah. And then because there's a there's a book later on with a main character. One of the mains is the is the female alien, right? There's two. So there's oh um, cool. Asha and her husband are not on great terms. Okay. Um, and you kind of see it like throughout the books that she really wants nothing to do with him and he kind of doesn't pay any attention to her and she's constantly like flirting with the other guys. Oh. And then they have kind of their second chance romance where like okay. you find out sort of why things went wrong. And then Farley, who's very young here, um, at that point in the series, there's a bit of a time jump. Mm-hmm. Farley's older. And then okay. her finding. So there's a couple like down the line. Oh, nice. And then they don't all uh, resonate with humans, though, right? Because they. Well, so- Asha and her husband know because they're both Saku and Farley's a spoiler. So. Oh, dang. Okay. It's a huge spoiler. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then we find out that uh, Georgie's pregnant at the end of part five, which she's like, how <laughs> and he's like uh i'll just say you vibrated resonated because your cooey decided you could make me pregnant and he's like yeah <laughs> Wait, i don't understand what you yeah, it's like, what do you, yeah like what do you mean <laughs> um and then he goes she goes no you can't make me pregnant i'm not due for my period and she goes oh fuck and just says fuck a bunch of times and he's like fuck i don't know this word <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. I don't know what's better or worse if he doesn't know the word or if he does know the word and he's like, I mean, okay. Okay, yeah. If you want Um, to. And then she goes, I'm late. Uh, She goes, she hasn't gotten her her period. And she's like, you could have gotten me pregnant, you asshole. He was like, asshole. I do not know this word either. (laughs) Uh, What a bean. Um, (laughs) So do I. Gosh. Gosh, what a sweet man um and then i believe they go back to the to the group on the ship in part six Mm -hmm. and she has the talk with them um and then they sort of begin to release i believe the women from the tubes are they in tubes like tanks little tanks little storage containers yeah which (sighs) Man, I don't remember, but was it ever explained why some of them were in tanks and some of them were not? I think the the ones in tanks, if I'm remembering correctly, the ones in tanks were the original cargo. And oh. the girls in the hold were like the extra. Okay. So like, I guess there's six tanks, right? So they've been ordered to bring six human girls. And they're like, well, if we have six, why not 12? Oh, Okay interesting so if the, I'm, I'm under the assumption that if the aliens were to come back they would mostly care about the ones in the tanks not the ones that are not in the tanks then if they were like the spares <laughs> i mean they're all their cargo right they want to make money off of all of them that's true that's true um geez anyway so yeah <laughs> they they let the ones out of the, the little tanks and they explain to she explains to everyone what's going on um and i can't remember if is it this time or the first time they go out to the group is when dominique runs 
it's the first time they go she goes back right yeah because yeah they fi- they find dominique before they get back to the group don't they? Right. Because yeah, 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 yeah. Vector yeah. sees her in the snow and thinks it's Georgie for a second. Right. That's right. Okay. And then that's when she kind of gets like, no, we have to go find my people. So they find Dominique okay. first. That's right. And then they explain to her what happened. Got it. Um, which, yeah, still, again, is really sad. The fact that she just didn't make it wherever she... I don't even know where she, if she knew where she was going, but she didn't find any sort of, like, place to hide out. She just died. Um, just and... It, yeah. Yeah, and he's just like, oh shit, and then, oh yeah, that's when he realizes there that there are other women or other people because yeah, he does. That's right. Because she'd been, so, I think she'd been trying to like convey to him that there's like we need to go that way, and he didn't get why. Yeah. And then he found Dominique, and he's like, oh, there's more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then let's see. So then they take. Yeah, she's like, I made my choice. I chose Rachel. So she's basically like, I'm gonna stay. Um, and then she goes, and I think they go and get the, the Kui and she, it, it gets, it gets put in her at this point. And <laughs> I put that it's like twilight because <laughs> she like, she wakes up and then it's like, you know, she can see all the things like how when Bella wakes up, she can <laughs> see the dust and she can like. I was like, oh my god, it's like Twilight. Because she woke up from Andre Gay. She could see things now. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm not cold anymore. And I feel warm fingers touch me. And I was like, yes, it's like Twilight when she got to touch Edward. <laughs> she's like, we're the same temperature now. <laughs> like, it it's really, like all your interests converging it's all into of one them. It's all of them. I was like, and I will spot a Twilight reference from a mile away. <laughs> like, I will connect anything to Twilight if I can. Um, yeah, the dude is like, he's like, oh, your eyes are a lovely shade of blue. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, Bella's eyes were gold. Okay, get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she she takes it. She wakes up. And she's now one of, not one of them, but, like, as close to being one of them as she can be as as a human. Um, and Vectal's so jazzed about it. I, and I love that. And then it's just a lot of sex, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that just... that think about it, the Kui was operating at like half capacity because Vectel had one and Georgie didn't. That's true. Now they've both got one. And they're just feeding off of each other. They are they are ready to go. Yeah, and it basically just ends with you know the fact that they're together and I, she's pregnant and yeah, and then there's like a mostly the rest of the book and at least the the reissued one with is just like the epilogue and then the honeymoon so which i do not remember anything in those i'm gonna be honest with you <laughs> the, the, epi- the bonus epilogue is like a hunting slash fucking expedition yes um and the honeymoon like was a novella but it's basically it's set a little bit after i think book two okay but she's basically gets vectal to take her on a trip back to the ship so she can okay. find Dom and Chrissy's bodies and like give them some kind of oh that's right because it just was sitting poorly with her that that they were just kind of out there yeah that yeah, makes so sense like it's a sweet moment but yeah it's like a, it's a whole separate story um so and it's like 
a hefty chunk of bonus. It is because I thought when I had finished, like when I was getting towards the end, I was like, "There's still so much left." I was like, "What is there?" Until I flipped back and I was like, "Oh, it's like an epilogue," and the epilogue is like half of the rest of the book, like half, like a half of what's left. Um, like between the epilogue and the and the, and honeymoon. the honeymoon, that's, that's yeah, like hundred extra pages. Yeah, which I'm like. Thank you for that, because I I didn't know if they were going to release. I like and I hope that they release the novellas with their corresponding books like they did this one's, and so that I don't have to go and buy a separate novella, if that makes sense, because I I don't want to buy more books. (laughs) I don't have to. So I hope like the other ones are sort of connected together, if there are any other ones for the other books. There are. Liz and Rahash have their honeymoon, and then there's two others. Okay. Also have honeymoon. So so far, it looks like they are. And then there's like the other novellas that kind of happen in between. Okay. Um, book five, quote unquote, is technically a novella, but I remember her saying on Facebook that if they do decide to publish book five traditionally, that she'll just kind of make it longer. Okay. And like write some more, and then the other novellas are not irrelevant to the story. Like a couple mm. of them, they have their babies, and like there's two that happen back to back. That like set up a huge story shift for the rest of the series. Like you need to put those in there. So I hope that those do okay. get released if they continue to do this. Because it's like it's important. It's part of the story. Okay. So the net the second book has their novella attached to it as well. I believe so. Okay. Which I'm gonna start that like as soon as I'm done with my current book, because I do want to keep going. And then yeah, like by the this episode's gonna go out when the fourth book comes out, so that's so, I'm, yeah. I'm already so behind. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> like, please, please buy them all so that they can keep printing them. Thank you. I know. Um, and so I'm looking at the uh, original cover, <laughs> which I love. I love. Uh, I love this so much. Oh, okay, so. Were these originally published all as smaller books? Is that why there's so many parts? I don't know. It's something about, like, the way Amazon prints. Like, they they feel very thin. Okay. But, like, the 200-some pages, 218 pages of, like, the mainline Ice Planet Barbarians that we have in this was the first book. Like, the whole thing is is printed that way. Interesting. Because on the... the, Like, if you... If you see on like Book Talk or whatever, like the really skinny ones, those are the novellas. Oh, okay. Because on the wiki for IPB, um, there's like a photo gallery, and so even though all the co- like the cover art's the same, it says like Part One, uh, Ice Planet Barbarian Stolen, Part Two, Captive, Part Three, Lost, oh. Part Four. So like, and I was like, whoa. So is that why there's so many parts? In now this I don't book? know. Where I'm like, were they originally public? Yeah, there's Tooth. Is that Resonance? Yeah, part six, Resonance. So I'm like, how did that ha- How did I'm curious about how that was published because oh, like, the it, art's the same. Yeah. Maybe initially. Because one thing she does, and I don't know this for sure, this is pure speculation, but one thing she does now is she publishes some of, like, stories in her Corsairs series, which is, like, the same universe as this, but it's elsewhere in the galaxy. Mm. Um, 
she publishes those as serials, like we'll period, like we'll put post a daily oh. update on Facebook, and then the whole thing gets bound into a book. So I'm wondering if this started as a serial. Oh, okay, that would make sense as to why there's so many parts in this book and they're all small. So yeah, that yeah, and then like and then the last picture in the gallery is just the whole book. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Well, um, I mean, regardless, it's still still good i liked it um <laughs> uh, i think i gave oh where's my phone i think i gave this a five on goodreads let me check um and purely like and and i don't judge anyone else's rating system for books everyone has their own reasons why they rate things a certain way um for me i will give a star like a book five stars if i've had like a great time reading it it doesn't even have to be like a literary masterpiece if i had fun it's getting a five (laughs) um yeah i rated this a five and to be like i rated um neon gods also a five and those are like still both smut books they're so vastly different in terms of writing style and like i would say like if if someone wanted something a little bit more like quotes serious neon gods would probably be a better pick but like i liked them both and i gave them both five because like i had fun are these like the best books on the planet obviously not but like you know but you had fun which makes them i had fun good. yeah exactly and so i, think... I know that yeah god oh go ahead <laughs> oh, i was gonna say like i know that the overall rating on goodreads is a 3.6 um people are no fun they're no fun yeah like there's a lot of three stars which like three stars for me is like middle of the road it was okay so like if like obviously if that's everyone's rating but for the most part the bulk of the ratings are like four four star and three stars um but yeah i gave it a four star here's my rating system okay five stars is it like stayed with me okay four stars is i had a great time three stars i'm like yeah this was good yeah that's how i rate so yeah i think i like was kind of rating them on a scale because they're like some of them that like i said off the top made me sob those got five okay. stars or some i feel like that i absolutely adored i'm like well, this one was fun i had a good time so of course yeah i feel like maybe once i read more i might go back and change the rating but seeing as how this is like the only one that i've read i was like man this was great <laughs> like i just had i had so much fun um and like whether or not she you know, I don't think Ruby thought that they would be as popular as they are. And that's just sort of like the glory of TikTok because that's where it blew up, obviously. Um, and so I'm really happy that she's getting like a resurgence of interest in this series that so much so that like it's getting traditionally published, which um, in my experience with books on TikTok, that generally seems to be how things happen these days where things mm-hmm. are you know self-published blows up on tiktok and then it gets traditionally published i think that's what happened with um oh gosh what's that one that everyone that like dark academia one that everyone likes six something six i forgot what it's called it's like the college one i don't know um atlas six yeah uh olivia blake i think all all i know is she was a fic author she's like a germione author but the book okay. itself is not Dramione. Right. I believe but. Atlas, the Atlas Six was originally 
self-published because it had like a tarot card looking cover and then it got picked up and published and the cover is different now so it's it's yeah because i remember the seeing the self-published one in barnes and noble and i was like what is this it looks really cool and i was like oh i seen on book talk i was like oh cool and then yeah it got republished as same thing but with a whole new cover under traditional publishing and that and and like i think that's really cool i think the internet sometimes does good things um (laughs) i love that the u.s gets self-published stuff in barnes and noble though because we don't get that yeah we have to order it off amazon oh okay yeah like the the yeah the self the self-published one was on its own little book talk table and i was like oh cool um and it looked generic like i'm not gonna lie because like there wasn't like anything on it like you would see like a traditional book it it didn't have the makings of the markings of a traditional published book um but yeah then it got picked up so like you know i'm glad that that book talk did this for ruby um and i really hope that we get all of them (laughs) because like i like i said i don't want to start collecting these and then they decide to stop because then i'll have like it's gonna bother me that i won't have a complete series (laughs) i know exactly how you feel (laughs) it's gonna bother me so much (laughs) um but like i'll still read them like even if they don't um but that being said um i i encourage people who just kind of want to have some fun to read it because it's really a good time. It's an easy read, a, a quick read once you sort of get into it. I know, like I said, it took me a bit to finish it, but um, once I got back into it, I did it all in like one sitting, which is where it's sort of like my tab started to become less frequent because I was just breezing through it. Um, but yeah, um, give it a go and uh, get, tell me what you think if you do read it. I'd love to hear everyone's everyone's thoughts and opinions on it but um what are your like overall overall thoughts for this one in particular for this one in particular i i mean i really enjoyed it it's it's what got me like wanting to read the rest of the series i think she does a really good job kind of getting a lot of the sci-fi not hoth sakui exposition out here so that mm-hmm. like when you go forward in the series, it's more focused on the romance and on the couple and on the character. So like that, this kind of stuff doesn't get in the way. Mm-hmm. Not that world building is like a problem, but you know, after a while, it's like how much more could you possibly have to explain? But I think like all things considered, coming up with a whole new world and alien system and everything, I think that does that really well. I mean, we love the smut. That's what prompted me to read it in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I ha- I highly recommend. I highly highly recommend this book. Yeah, uh, it's it, now I I will be honest and like saying that if you probably don't know anything about it, if you were to just see it in a store, I would definitely understand being like, "What the hell, no!" Uh, but <laughs> hopefully, fair. after listening to this episode and and maybe like peruse TikTok if you have it, just to sort of see how it is over there, because TikTok's like a good way to find out either a lot of good or bad things about things but i would say for the most part book talk is pretty at least on what i've seen book talk is pretty consistent and giving you pretty good book recommendations um but yeah like check it out um read up on it and just see if it's for you again if you're not into breeding kinks so like if that if that's not your thing <laughs> i don't recommend it but um but yeah recommend yeah. if you if you are curious about ruby dixon and breeding kinks not your thing or sci-fi is not really your thing her aspects and anchor series 
is more high fantasy than sci-fi. And like the mainline series, like if she's got it on her website, like the order that they came out, it's probably the order you should read it in. She's got novellas and then novels, which are like, they're thick. They're like six, 700 pages. Oh my God. Of like, and like they're slow burn as far as Ruby's concerned, like takes about till the halfway point for the smut to start. But listen, it's excellent smut and it's a really good story. So if this isn't maybe your thing, but you're kind of curious about the author anyway, go with that series. Well, no breeding cake there as far as I, mm, the novellas have it, but not the oh, okay. novels so much. Okay. Um, I'll have to add that to my list. I I promised myself that I want to buy any more books until I made a debt in my TBR <laughs> wall. Uh, that was a lie because I ended up buying <laughs> Electric <laughs> Idol and the fine print. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but we'll take it through this. I'll try to. Are, are those hard copies or are they all, all on Kindle only? <laughs> I read them on Kindle Unlimited. Okay. Um, I don't know in the States if Barnes & Noble has them. They might. but Okay. I'll have to check. Um, I need to just get on Kindle. Everyone's saying that I just, Yeah. My friends are like, just get Kindle and then you can get like library access or something. And I'm like, ugh, okay. They have, That's like, probably a good idea. <laughs> they have, you know, some books that you can just handle your Kindle library, like anything you buy through it. But then they have a whole bunch for free. Like all of Ruby Dixon's work is is part of the subscription. Oh, cool. Okay. So, well, there you go. If you yeah. want to read it, but you don't want to buy it physically, that's a good way to read it for free. Um, cool. Well, we've been talking for a little more than an hour now, so <laughs> I think that that's a good way to a good time to end it. But um, where can people find you online if they want to chat with you? If you want to talk Ice Planet Barbarians or Raylo or any <laughs> good stuff with me, you can find me on Twitter at and then my writing like i said is ao3 is a spark of hope with underscores between everything but i can put all that down below awesome and you guys know where where i'm at i'm on the same name on every platform (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah and so uh when you're listening to this um we, we we planned it so that it comes out the day that the fourth book comes out so uh, if you are reading the series, go pick up the fourth book so that we can get the fifth book. Uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go buy the third and fourth at the same time. Um, and then, yeah, uh, let us know if you do end up reading it so that we can talk about it with you and have a good time. But this has been a bonus episode. Um, I do have another one planned with uh, some Ginger Rose um, creators. So um, hopefully... Yeah, I thought it'd be fun to do some like sprinkled in non <laughs> like traditional B&B episodes because I want to have more um, more topics. So it'll be the first roundtable that we have. Um, this one, I think that we're not planning until um, the episode comes out with the author that I had the conversation with. So probably not until October, but maybe there'll be another one before then. So yeah cool uh all right guys well thanks for listening and then hopefully this was fun for you and if you want to hear me talk about more books because like i said i'm reading through a lot of erotica and adult romance so if you want to talk about or if you want to hear me talk about my thoughts on either um, a touch of darkness which is one that i read or um the neon gods which are both both of those are hades and persephone stories one is slightly better than the other one. Uh, <laughs> let me know. And maybe I'll do another bonus episode talking about those. But um, until then, I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.